G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Lyle Shelton is the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby and he's joining me on the phone for another week. How are you going, Lyle? Yeah, doing well, thanks, Tracy. Good to be with you again. It's been an, a rather long week, hasn't it? It really has only been a week since this whole leadership uh, debacle went down in, in federal parliament, and nothing seems to have really settled too much since then. No, you're exactly right, Tracy. Uh, as the week's gone on, uh, we continue to hear more grumblings from uh, the Liberal Party backbench. Uh, there's been the sacking of the chief government whip, uh, Philip Ruddock, uh, seemingly you know, to, to try and shore up Mr Abbott's own position. Um, it's just uh, continued to be instability, and, uh, and uh, unless things settle down quickly, I think it's going to be very hard for Mr Abbott to uh, recover from this. It can be rather damaging, of course. We've seen this with uh, Julia Gillard, and once it sort of started, it really didn't stop. So Tony Abbott seems to have an uphill battle ahead of him, doesn't he? He, he does. Um, the difference with uh, Julia Gillard is that you had uh, Kevin Rudd there working uh, in a very toxic way to destabilise uh, her leadership all the time. Now, that doesn't seem to be the case with Mr Abbott. Uh, the difference with him, though, is he's, he's got a um, sizeable portion of his backbench who are very unhappy about the lack of consultation, unhappy with the way the government's um, travelling, and some of them are, are speaking out uh, reasonably regularly in the media. And uh, unless he is able to um, settle this down and to, uh, to govern well... Uh, he, he, he will remain on borrowed time, unfortunately. There's been a lot made in the papers over the weekend of Tony Abbott's address that he made, I think it was via YouTube, talking about tightening up legislation and seeing some passports cancelled of dual nationals and how a lot of people have been given the benefit of the doubt, he said, for far too long. Did you see that address? No, I didn't I didn't see the address. I saw uh, commentary on it uh, this uh, this morning, um, but uh, obviously this is part of um, the ongoing um, fight against uh, extremist terrorists uh, and uh, the need to provide further powers to the authorities to clamp down on on people who are wanting to engage in those sort of activities. Uh, there's been a number of uh, Australians, of course, who uh, have uh, left the country and are fighting uh, with Islamic State. Uh, over in Syria and Iraq, and uh, the government is trying to do whatever it can to close those sort of loopholes. Yes, certainly something needs to be done. Of course, the the politicking is finally over, it would seem, in Queensland, with Anastasia Palaszczuk being sworn in over the weekend. Yes, um, it seems like uh, the uh, Queensland Electoral Commission has declared all the seats. Uh, It seems like uh, Fernie Grove, uh, which was uh, one seat in dispute um, is not going to be now challenged. Um, the Palmer United Party candidate there, of course, was a um, undeclared bankrupt. Uh, but um, nonetheless, the Electoral Commission has seen fit to declare the seat. Uh, unless the LNP challenges that in the courts, um, that decision is likely to hold. And uh, Premier Palaszczuk will um, be more than an interim uh, Premier. She'll be the Premier now for the term, albeit with um, a very slim minority government. All right. And of course, uh, the next election in the pipeline is happening in New South Wales. That's next month. 
Yes, it is. And um, this is between uh, the, the New South Wales uh, pre- uh, incumbent uh, Premier Mike Baird, uh, someone known uh, to be uh, of very strong evangelical Christian faith and uh, certainly very popular with the electorate at this stage, although he'll be v- being uh, very nervous given the instability at a federal level and, and given that it seems like uh, some of Mr Abbott's woes and federal issues have impacted on the recent Victorian and Queensland elections. Um, Mr Baird will be watching that closely. He's up against um, a fairly new uh, leader in uh, Luke Foley, who um, who took over the uh, leadership of the uh, Labor Party in New South Wales uh, just uh, at the start of this year. So that'll be an interesting election, uh, with Mr Foley not being well known and uh, Mr Baird uh, enjoying still a honeymoon period and and, uh, and having done well in his first six or eight months in the job. Uh, I think he'll he'll win that uh, election reasonably comfortably, notwithstanding federal issues. Yes, just on those federal issues there, Lyle, of course, the budget, we're, we're approaching again the budget being handed down for this year and yet still going on in the Senate, the budget issues from last year. Our spending is really escalating, isn't it? It sure is, Tracy. Um, it, it's it's really as, as you point out, uh, the budget is still an issue, and here we are, mid-February, uh, almost a year after the budget was handed down last May. Uh, I can't recall a time in Australian political history where that's been the case, where a government had so much trouble getting a budget through. And of course, as you said, the Senate uh, is the problem uh, that the government just can't uh, get some of its unpopular measures through. The reason it's trying to push unpopular measures is because uh, Australia does have a problem with its spending. Uh, commentary in the uh, weekend press suggests that uh, Australia's spending has been um, twice as much as its revenue over the last uh, six or seven years. Now, that, of course, is unsustainable. Um, that's why Tony Abbott and Joe Hockey are trying to introduce measures to try and pare that back and to reduce the deficit. But, of course, uh, they're not making any progress. And this is a big issue for our country, and uh, regardless of where people sit on the political spectrum, uh, it's something that has to be tackled. And um, more and more commentators, including the uh, Reserve Bank Governor, Glenn Stevens, uh, have been speaking out against uh, about this, saying that something has to be done and that um, the political class have really got to get a grip here and uh, tackle this issue. People seem to be blaming Joe Hockey for this, though. Do you think that's fair? Look, I, I think it's uh, a little unfair, um, but uh, the flip side of that is Joe Hockey and the government haven't done a very good job at selling their measures. They haven't convinced uh, the populace as to why uh, tough measures are needed. Uh, and um, I think people don't generally realise that um, there is a problem with spending uh, versus revenue uh, by by uh, the federal government in particular, and that uh, this could take our nation down a very dangerous path. We've already seen what's happened in Europe, countries like Greece, uh, even the United States is in a very parlous position financially. So uh, it's right that that Joe Hockey and Tony Abbott are trying to address this, but uh, somehow uh, it hasn't connected with the wider community, whether our aspirations, uh, our materialistic lifestyle uh, causes us to be too selfish to to look at the problem. I think that, that is part of the issue. I think that's part of the reason why... There was a backlash against Campbell Newman and why there's a bit of a backlash against uh, Tony Abbott and Joe Hockey because uh, we as citizens just aren't uh, understanding the nature of the problem. Yes, it certainly brings us back to the need to pray for our politicians and you were at an event at the Great Hall in Parliament House yesterday, the National Day of Prayer and Fasting. Yeah, this was uh, an amazing event, Tracy, um, and uh, full credit to the organisers and I know Visions, uh, Matt Prater was one of the key people uh, involved in putting it together and he was certainly taking a great leadership role there yesterday. 
But uh, there were hundreds of people in the Great Hall. It was full most of the day uh, for a prayer meeting that ran over six or eight hours. Uh, but it was just great to see people there from uh, all over the country uh, with a burden to pray for our nation, to pray for uh, our political leaders, and, and prayers were offered for Mr Abbott and Mr Shorten. Um, and uh, I, I guess one of the highlights, Tracy, was at 2 o'clock yesterday, they um, held a special service of repentance uh, for child sex abuse in the church. And uh, there were leaders, um, very senior leaders from the, uh, the Catholic, uh, Anglican, uh, Salvation Army Commissioner, uh, represented from Hillsong and also from the Australian Christian churches at the old Assemblies of God. Uh, and uh, these people spoke very movingly in repentance uh, and then prayed for healing for victims. And then uh, in, a, in what was a very poignant ceremony, washed the feet of a victim of child sex abuse, uh, a man who had been at um, a Salvation Army facility at Goulburn in New South Wales. And uh, that was very moving and uh, done really well. And uh, I think a very a very significant um, uh, milestone uh, for the church as it tries to uh, bring healing and repentance for what's been a, a terrible blight on our history. Of course, it's not the first time the event's been held, Lyle. Were you aware of any politicians that attended this year? I was there for several hours yesterday. The only uh, Member of Parliament was the New South Wales Upper House uh, MP, Paul Green, who's with uh, Fred Niles' Christian Democratic Party. Paul gave a greeting and offered a prayer. Uh, Other years, um, this has been going for about five years now, and and I must say it's a tremendous event. Uh, Other years there have been uh, members of Parliament who will come and uh, drop in and uh, offer a prayer or a greeting. But uh, uh, apart from Paul Green, um, I think that was about it this year. But nonetheless, Tracy, I just think it's um, incredibly significant and uh, encourage people to to look out for it next year. I know they've been holding regional events. Uh, I know there was a regional event in Queensland recently. Uh, So there really is a great movement to pray for our nation. And uh, given the the challenges that we face, uh, it's really important. Absolutely. That is Lyle Shelton, the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Lyle, always good to talk to you. We'll talk again next week. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.